Hello everybody and welcome to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Grudgins. I've got to start once again with another apology um, because it, these podcasts at the moment have been incredibly late. Um, I've just been incredibly busy with other stuff. I think now people are going back to to school and, and college and I think a lot of people uh, have been very, very busy with some other stuff. And, you know, it, it does you know we as much as i enjoy these podcasts these are not full time it's not like i can do two three podcasts a day um yeah and that's probably why you know like uh yesterday's true fan podcast we didn't have um you know gary best before he was um right at the beginning he just came on in the end because he was because he was busy and i think that's what we've got to live with but we are back once again with another uh, film review central news podcast uh if you guys are new to my channel basically what i do are uh, every wednesday is look at the top stories from the movie and tv show world giving you all guys the relevant information and then giving my opinion as well you guys have been sending me some good news stories to talk about today stuff that you guys will know i'm interested in and and obviously forming an opinion we'll go straight into it before i say an absolutely massive thanks um uh, to all of you guys obviously i had my 1000 uh, views q a and since then i've now on 1200 views which is absolutely incredible and it's all down to you so thank you very much for sharing for listening to all of the podcasts available i try and get um the best content out for you guys so thank you very much for sticking by me and enjoying these podcasts right let's get let's get on with this starting with the meg 2 has finally taken a big step forward the hollywood reporter revealed that ben wheatley has been tapped to direct the meg 2 should you be familiar with Wheatley's directorial work, you can watch his latest movie, Rebecca, which is live on Netflix now, and his other notable credits include Kill List, A Field in England, High Rise, and Free Fire. Wheatley's quite comfortable in the realms of black comedy and psychological thrillers, and now we get to see what he can do with a story about a giant shark wrecking havoc. Ben Wheatley succeeded National Treasure's John Turtle, who directed the first Meg movie. Wheelie will be working off a script most recently tackled by John and Eric Hober with Dean Gregoras writing the initial draft. All of these are credited as writers on the first film. Naturally, Jason Statham reprised the role of Jonas Taylor, a rescue diver and shark expert. I really enjoyed the Meg. The first Meg was released in 2018, if I'm not so, if I'm not mistaken, and it was one of the best shark movies i've seen since jaws absolutely fantastic and you know some great action sequences in there and they didn't go sort of pg-13 and think we've got to do this for a specific audience you know they went out there they brought in a sort of a new genre and obviously having the star power of jason statham was brilliant um so i'm looking forward to it i'm not sure what they can do with a second film i think it the film closed off the ending quite nicely um but I have seen High Rise and I've thoroughly enjoyed that one. That's got Tom Hiddleston on. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, and if you guys want to check that out and you're a big fan of him. Um, I've not seen Rebecca yet, but that's going to be a film I'm going to check out on Netflix because I've heard really good friends. So he's worked with some incredible actors. He's worked on some incredible uh, films and his credits seem very, very diverse in what they are talking about. So I'm really looking forward to checking it out. I think the Meg was... uh, one of the most underrated films of 2018 uh, because we had so many incredible blockbusters but it was um it's gonna be really interesting to see how they do it and i hope they just don't do this as a cash grab 
Moving on then to Resident Evil movie reboot set photos show Raccoon City Police Department. Following the release of Resident Evil 7, numerous additional pieces of Resident Evil content began to release, such as the remasters of the older titles, the various Netflix projects currently in the works, and the reboot of the Resident Evil movie series. Now fans have begun to discover evidence of the rebooted movie being filmed. Other than the ongoing lawsuit between an injured stuntwoman and the Resident evil movie producers not much by way of official news regarding the production of the newly rebooted resident evil movie has surfaced although thanks to the diligence and perception of some eager fans they've managed to capture images of what appears to be iconic location from resident evil 2 i've never seen any of the resident evil uh, movies i i've never played the games and I don't know why it's just not really interested me to watch it, but I feel like I I will because it is a franchise. I can do a ranking on the stuff like that. And, you know, after seven films, I think there's a lot of sort of content. I think the idea of video game movies, I think, has improved a little bit better. We spoke about Assassin's Creed uh, last week in terms of Netflix control over uh, a new series, perhaps. But... I think the fans looking at it obviously want to see the connection. I think fans just want a fantastic Resident Evil film. You know, I think we've seen it so many times with the X-Men trilogy, the Alien trilogy, where, you know, possibly going for a reboot, probably looking at an earlier time in a different um, sort of time zone within the within the continuity, sometimes it can really, really positive work, but they have to move ent- everything into it. They have to link it back to the main version. And if Raccoon City Police Department is that sort of link, then I think that's going to make fans happy. But um, I, I don't really know what else to say about it be- be- simply because I have not seen any of the Resident Evil films. But I, may- I will make sure to watch them because it's that simple reason of, you know, People obviously talking about them, seven films or a lot of films um, to make in one series and continue the overarching story. So I'm really looking forward to checking them out. Um, but it's nice that, you know, fans of this can can feel like they are getting uh, a, a continuity about a, a series that they enjoy. Ray Porter hopes to play Darkseid in future films. We're still a long way off from seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League, but there are already exists speculation about Zack Snyder's Justice League Part 2. Hopefully it's a little bit more simple uh, of getting um, to audiences than the first one, of course. Well, Ray Porter, who plays Darkseid in Snyder's Cut, has stoked the flames somewhat during an interview with Greek House Show in which the actor expressed his desire to return as a series big bad in future films. He said, I hope so. I would like that. I would love to see that. And obviously I would hope that whoever does that will have me along for the ride. Yeah, I would love to see a continuation of it, and honestly, I personally would love to see a continuation of Zax's story. So yes, I really hope so. That would be great. I've not heard anything about it, but you know, hope. Um, This is, again, another story which I don't really know whether I have a lot to talk about, because I've not seen... Justice League, Zack Snyder's version. Obviously, we're seeing so many bads, which I commented last week about how the Joker and and Deathstroke sort of having um, more scenes in his version. This one, this Justice League seems to be a celebration of everything that we've had from uh, the DCEU so far. They're literally chucking any character into this film. And I really, really hope that they link it all together. I think I'm not 
is looking forward to other people i have spoke to a lot people who say are counting down the days i will watch it of course i will because it's a superhero film but i think i have at the moment i think i have more worries than than the most because of the amount of villains we're seeing the amount of people wanting to see something else let's just see how Zack Snyder's Justice League um goes on because I really really hope that is a success I like Zack Zack Snyder's films I think he has a great eye for superhero films and really understands um DC sort of genres and how they're mixing other genres in with superhero films I want to see the Justice League yet. I don't want to know any more about any more villains or whether we have we'll have a part two because essentially the part two will not happen if Justice League doesn't happen. Like like I just said, a lot of people will be counting down the days. I'm not one of these people, but I am looking forward to seeing this film because I think everybody film review late related wise will be picking holes, will be examined in every single part because we waited it for so long and it's definitely a fan-driven film where fans have dedicated a lot of their time into just seeing another version of the justice league hopefully much better than what we had in 2017 which i didn't seem was i didn't think was that bad but there were a lot of issues Ron has moving into a Star Wars story then we've not had one a Star Wars story uh, on the Film Review Central in a while and we're seeing that Ron Howard says Solo 2 is still a possibility sequel for Solo a Star Wars story that was released in May of 2018 could still happen following the success of Gareth Edwards Rogue One Disney and Lucasfilm moved forward to their second anthology movie that give Han Solo a definitive backstory unfortunately due to various reasons the film underperformed at the box office significantly diminishing any chances for a follow up happening Alden Unright played the young version of the iconic Star Wars smuggler joining him in Solo was Donald Glover as young Lando Calrissian, Amelia Clark as Kira, Woody Harrison as Tobias Beckett, and Paul Bettany as Dryden Voss. I didn't mind Solo. I know a lot of people are going to um, quickly, quickly disagree and 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 sort of want me to explain, and I will. But I didn't mind it. I think it was a fantastic way of continuing his story and having all the tropes in it um of course it had its problems but it was a good film and i think there's so many ways of sort of having this star wars universe and going oh let's give this person a backstory let's give this person a backstory but han solo is such an intriguing character um there were a couple of decisions that i didn't particularly like especially him being a stormtrooper i thought that was a bit odd but there is more to tell with this story. You know, yes, he got the Millennium Falcon in the end. We've not actually seen him own the Millennium Falcon yet. And, you know, his adventures with Chewie, his relationship with Jabba the Hutt has not been mentioned yet. So there's so much more we can do. And I think Ron Howard's such a trusted director. I think with him coming in late, there was a lot of film things already filmed. He had to sort of make sure that it was, you know, make sure that it was good. I do, I do want to see another solo too that's directed all the way through by Ron Howard because I think he is um, such a fantastic director and he can do some stuff in the sci-fi genre. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he brings 
but there are a lot of things that you think, okay, how am I going to do this and how am I going to win that fans over? Because essentially it was a bit of a disappointment and that's not a case of just I didn't like it or I, 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 I hated it. I think it was a case of just I went into there with so much expectation and there were some issues but overall I thought that it was a fantastic continuation of a character that is much loved by a lot of people. Moving from one big franchise to another is going to be Bond. Rami Malek thinks No Time to Die will shock fans and he has not confirmed the Doctor No rumour. No Time to Die actor Rami Malek won't confirm whether he's playing Doctor No or not, but the think the audiences will shock audience regardless. No Time to Die is the 25th entry to the James Bond franchise, with the film also marking Daniel Craig's last time playing 007. Originally slated to hit theatres in April, No Time to Die was delayed to November and now April the 2021 due to the coronavirus pandemic. While No Time to Die will be Craig's fifth film playing James Bond, the film is introducing Malik as a new villain, Safin. Safin is being marketed as an original character for the film, but many people believe he's playing the original Bond villain, Dr. No. Safin has been shrouded in mystery throughout No Time to Die's trailers, but it was recently announced that he's former Spectre assassin. With very little known about the character, speculations continue to run wild, which is being fuelled by Malik's refusing to confirm nor deny the Dr. No rumour. As soon as the trailer, first trailer was released and we had our first look at uh, Rami Malek's character inside of this film and obviously the title as well, my dad said, I think he'll be linked to Doctor No. And, and more James Bond fans have seemed to um, also have the same opinion. And I, I, I think it'd be nice to sort of link it. The fact that 25 films, I think, is a great way of saying, look, this character's been in one of the other films inside of this franchise even there's obviously some films linked together but never have we seen one actor um link and, and his film link with another one and the fact that the first one the 25th one there's so much time Robin Mallet's a great actor and I think he would do absolutely fantastic sort of keeping that secrecy we've seen if you look back at previous Bond trailers you you want to see how the villain looks, what car he's driving, how many people he's shooting, and how many women is he sleeping with. But this one was very, very different. And one of the big reasons why this trailer was so different when I watched it was they didn't really show much of the villain. Is that just a coincidence? Is that a marketing ploy? Is that a case of they're holding something back? You don't know. But I think a lot of people are going to think that he may be. And now that he's saying that it will shock fans, what part? There's so many questions here. Obviously, last week we spoke about this film possibly moving to a streaming service. Yeah, it's got a new date now, so hopefully it can come out at that time. But ever, this is a film that I cannot wait to watch. And like I mentioned before, I am going to go and see an IMAX, which is going to be brilliant. And the final news story today then is Stephen Amell. This is the only bit of TV news, guys, by the way, that we've got. Uh, seriously considered Arrow Season 9 this year. According to actor Stephen Amell, Arrow Season 9 almost became a reality thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. The series ended prim- primarily because of Amell's desire to move on to other projects and spend more time with his family in the United States. When Arrow premiered in the fall of 2012, few could have predicted the show's influence on modern television. 
Stephen Amell played Oliver Queen, who dedicated his life to fighting the evil his family had held premature, taking on the Arrow moniker. Arrow's success spawned a host of superhero shows, both direct spin-offs like The Flash and spiritual peers like Supergirl, which eventually joined together in a shared reality dubbed the Arrowverse. The character's heroic deeds culminated in Crisis on Infinite Earths, a five-part epic that established every DC comic television and film adaptation as part of the Arrowverse. It also served as a send-off for Stephen Amell's Oliver Queen and Arrow, as Green Arrow sacrificed himself to save all reality. Now, many of you guys who have been... a massive fan of this channel, you guys will know that I'm working through the Arrowverse. I am currently on Arrow Season 6, Flash Season 4, and Season 3 of both um, Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. And I'm enjoying it. I wouldn't be reviewing the shows, watching the shows, hopefully getting some podcasts with some rankings. Um, and that's what I want to do. So it's incredible. And obviously working through that and... Stephen Amell's comments about possibly season nine, I'd be very, very intrigued in how they do it. Now, this is no disrespect, and I don't like to come on here, but I felt like they gave up with season arrow season eight. The reason reason for that is because twenty three episodes for seven seasons, and then just ten, and I felt like they just really chucked it um, at us and went, "Oh yeah, here's here's arrow." Season 10, uh, sorry, season 8, 10 episodes, there we go. And I think that was just such a sort of a quick, okay, all right, well, it's done, you know. And in many, many ways, I, I think I'd be intrigued to see what would happen. But we're hearing so many stories now about who's going to be the central figure. I do think it's going to be Flash, a season 7. We're also getting a season 6, of course, of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. That's been premiered. Um, sometimes very, very soon. Supergirl's been cancelled, uh, season 6. Uh, Batwoman, of course, season 2. And all the controversy behind the new casting. Um, Flash season 7, I've there's been no really big concerns. Uh, obviously, Stargirl possibly could be coming into this Arrowverse um, universe. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Season 2 on that one. Um, Superman and Lois, of course, a new show. So I think there are so many positives and negatives. I think if there was a Season 9, how would it work? If there was a Season 9 and it only consists of a couple of episodes, will it be worth it? Um could we see him returning back and saying, no, no, he's not died, he, he's back? Possibly, that'll really be helpful. But however, I think it's a little bit like MCU, where with Iron Man and Captain America dying now, when they announced all their new films, it was experimental. None of them films in the MCU's Phase 4, apart from 4 and Doctor Strange, and possibly Black Panther 2, but of course there's so many doubts about that film following the sad death of Chadwick Boseman. There's not really any big hitters. If you look now, the big culmination, you're going to want to see new characters. Black Lightning, I want to see more of him. And just new characters, new characters coming in. And having that ability to say, look, the main character's guy, the, the poster boy for the franchise has gone. Let's see who else we can bring in now. And I, I think there's so many positives and negatives to this story. So that is it for FRC News. Thank you very much for listening this week. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate everything that you guys do um, in terms of how 
you listen and you give feedback and you send me stuff to talk about the fact that you guys want to hear my opinions and want to see it in this format and just giving me um positive you know positive and negative feedback i can take negative feedback this is for you guys you guys want to listen to it and if you feel like oh, i've had enough now of these um for review central podcasts or you've had enough of the true fans podcast or something like that i'll take it on board we can try and find an alternative as much as i love doing this this is for you i wouldn't be doing it if i'm not and thank you very much for the recent feedback it's been incredible i don't know what my next podcast will be about but it'll be something that you love see you in a bit